not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Special guest, we have Sean. How we doing, everybody? Yes, good evening. He's our um, guest for the evening. He's going to give us some tips on mortgages and where you can get some money. Just call me. There's <laughs> <laughs> your tip. Just call me. Yeah, transfer me five grand. There you That's go. <laughs> yes, what a indeed. voice that comes out of I know, right? He's like the mortgage Barry White over here. Like he's giving me nicknames that I'm gonna run with. Don't think that I'm gonna pay you for them either. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? 20 years from now. Like, yep, the mortgage Barry White sitting on trillions. Cool. Exactly. You gonna open up your own bank? You can't talk about that right now, but uh <laughs> There's some things in the works. There's some yeah, exactly. things in the works, you know. Yeah, it may exactly. sound like jokes, but it's not. It's not jokes. Yeah, there's, not a, jokes. there's a lot going on in the banking sector right now. There's a lot going on in the real estate sector. So so the first gem is you don't make money when it's calm. You make money in chaos. So if you're ever going to make a move, yeah. do it when everything is like just in total disarray. I, I can't remember the movie, but I think it was one of Denzel's movies where it said, if there's blood on the street, buy property. There's a yes. whole, whole lot of blood on the street right now. So... Look for property because that's where it's at. I'm telling you, two minutes in the show already dropping nuggets. Oh, before we get serious, Nina, how was your week? My week was so hectic. I don't think I was ever this busy since 2019. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's been crazy. Right. And I seriously learned that um, people are buying homes no matter what it is it just depends on the terms it's obviously the price but people know what they want people are not settling now again i call them buyers walking kings mm -hmm. right yeah right dude walking kings all they right. have left to do is put some i'm not i'm not gonna exaggerate <laughs> a crown yeah. no, but i'm not gonna say i was gonna say a crown but it's so frustrating, but they know what they want. Absolutely. But at least they know what they want rather mm -hmm. than not knowing what they want. And then they waste our time doing it. Right, right, right. But, uh, you know, for all I'm thankful, I, I learn, I still learn as I go, even after what, um, what's that, 18 years in business. But um, yeah, how about yourself, Chris? How was your week? Well, guys, I am a track dad. And my daughter qualified for uh, finals this weekend. Thank nice. You. And so she, <laughs> she qualified in the 200 and the high jump. And wow. she's choosing the high jump. So we are all very happy and tired. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, being a track dad, those practices are like eight hours. Mm -hmm. She goes wow. in. And you know, the most amazing thing is when you watch, my daughter has a six pack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never in my life had a had six pack. A six, I bought a six pack, <laughs> but I never had a right. six pack. And watching her, and then also when I watch her run and her muscles and her body, so cool. it's so amazing. But don't let her know because she gets jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so, <laughs> wrong with that, as long as it's in proportion. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I also um, got my REO certification. Nice. And so um going to make some moves in that arena. And also, we have a guest coming forward from that industry is going to come in and talk about the state of REOs in the future. Mm -hmm. So um, next, that's going to be next week, even though this week we have Sean. So, um, yeah, things are looking great. Business is going well. Um, there's going to be a lot of inventory that's going to hit the market. 
Um, unfortunately, foreclosures are there on the rise pre from what it was in the pre-pandemic. It's, it's the numbers, unfortunately. So that's gonna um, that's gonna hit the street soon. But I'm not gonna go into that <laughs> just yet. Sean, how yes, was sir. your week? My week was good. I just found out we had something in common. I'm gonna track that also. My daughter wow. runs. Uh, she's a freshman in high school. She runs the 200 and the 400. I'm trying to push mm. her for hurdles, but she's reluctant. I think she'll she'll do quite well with hurdles. Um, she's dropped her times. She's about a half a second away from qualifying for Suffolk County, um, the county championship. So she's got a couple more races wow. to do that. Um, so she's doing really well. She's doing really well. And uh, the, the market is crazy, as Nina said. I mean, Tons of pre-approvals, just not many properties because, you know, we're in the midst of what's called a seller's lockout, you know, kind of like, kind of like, you know, the NBA lockout where, where, you know, the players wanted to play and the owner said, nope. Right. So (laughs) we have buyers that want to buy, but sellers are saying, nope, because they become buyers and it doesn't make sense for them to sell a house here and move to Florida and pay more for the house than what they're selling this house for. So until the fundamentals get kind of, you know, back in place, we're, we're, we're kind of, we're not going to see a break in prices. You might see, you know, a lot of properties come to the market, but, you know, I, I don't see prices, you know, receding. I hear people, oh, just wait. I'm like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, you can wait, but you're still going to pay the price and you're going to probably pay, you know, more, you know, as we, as we go forward, I, I'm, I'm full of stories. I'm an old guy. So, um, you know, whatever, wherever this goes, we're going to go with it. And, and I'll have a story for it. I promise you. So, um, Nina, how's your, the, the rental business with your, um, the people renting to you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we overall oh don't do many rentals. No, no, no. I really don't mean, don't, but, I mean, in your properties. Yes. But, um, speaking of rentals, we, like I said, we don't come from a big rental background. Um, obviously that's where I started when I was 18, but I, um, we don't really do a lot of rentals recently. We started going into it. I would say wholesale when it comes to full mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just more worth for us to work it when it comes to mass rentals, uh, rather than, you know, uh, single ones, but yeah, we actually had a really nice photo shoot. Um, now they're going to see me with these clothes and then in the photo shoot with the same clothes. <laughs> I it's the same day, okay? You should have never told them. Exactly. <laughs> no, but people tell me, they ask right. me where I buy things from. So they're going to realize, at least the girls. Um, but yeah, rentals are, wow, we're actually getting to uh, quite a few buildings with rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. It's, it's interesting. A lot of work, but very interesting. Cool. It's, it's cool. Um, but as for um, sales, that's what we do really more. Uh, the majority of our day goes uh, with sales. The majority of the agents, majority of the office uh, goes with sales. That's just what we do. I'm not going to say best, but that's what we do a lot of. Yes. So we just do it a lot. And then you bankers come in Absolutely. and help us a lot. Um, we always recommend business uh, to bankers um, because we just, feel like we know what's going on when we are affiliated with someone. So when a person like you comes and tells me, okay, so this is what I provide. These are my services and Mm -hmm. those are my products. Mm -hmm. Offer this to your clients and this is what I go by. And is it true that now, again, I don't want to get too technical before this is the second part of the show. Um, Is it true that every banker has different products? No, <laughs> we okay. all sell the same thing, money, right? Um, we we right. all sell to the same outlets as well. I mean, we we may brand it differently. Some of us are a little bit better at marketing than others. Um, but That's for the, the requests. Right, like right. The, requirements, yes. Yes, we do have lots of different requirements. Like, so for example, a bigger bank that, you know, has a large depository base of, cl- of clients and customers, their lending might be here, right? right. Whereas a mortgage banker, we, we might go here, whereas brokers will, well, they'll just, you know, throw it and let's see if it sticks, you know, sometimes, but, but, you know, we all have our guidelines and, and, and what we have a, you know, a, a taste for, I guess you can say, and, and what we know is going to perform. 
but um, we're all selling the same thing, but just some of us can be a little pickier than others. Let's put it that way. So what bank do you represent? I am currently with Family First, which is a division of Annie Mac Bank. Annie Mac is the biggest mortgage bank you've never heard of because they basically service everybody's loans, right? So I have a very large servicing portfolio. Many of the largest companies that you see doing a, a heck of a job advertising, they sell the servicing to Annie Mac, right? Annie and Mac, yeah, A N N I E, like Annie and yeah. Dash Mac. I heard of Annie Mac, right? So everybody, Fannie Mae, everybody's heard, like, but no one's ever heard of Annie Mac. I didn't either until you know the company I was with merged with them, and I did my research, and I'm like, how they do this? You know, how they keep yeah. themselves a secret this long? I mean, they are a huge enterprise, um, and so we work with them because. They've got deep pockets, you know what I mean? So again, right now you're, you're seeing a lot of consolidation in the banking industry because a lot of people were in the swimming pool naked and acting like they had a bathing suit on. And now that the plug is out, you know, we're seeing who who really has money and who doesn't. And so- Is that because of the Wells Fargo? Some of it is because of Wells Fargo. If some of it know- is because of digital currency. A lot of people have, have made some very risky, um, risky bets on what the industry was going to do, how it was going to end up, and it's not playing out according to plan. Um, We're in a deep recession, right? Um, We're in a so-called recession-proof industry, which we are, but it depends on how rooted in the industry you are. Like those that don't really have deep roots are not going to make it. Those that really are doing this part-time is going to be tough. You know what I mean? Like you really have to be committed to this industry to, to make it through a recession. Um, I've gone through a couple now, and I won't say my age, but I've, I've gone through a couple. You keep saying your age. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let's just say over, over, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, without getting into the technicals, like you said in this part of the show, but but um, there's a lot of movement that's going on. So um, I'm with a, with a company that, you know, has very strong foundation, strong roots. And so, you know, I'm very comfortable about riding through it. We're still lending. Um, we're very aggressive in what we're doing. So, um, and, and, you know, again, it doesn't really matter where I'm at, you know, it's, it's me that, that the person is working with. So, you know, I pride myself on communication, transparency and results. That's it. You know? So how far is your reach? Where do you generate the most business? We can lend in, in, in the 48 continuous plus Puerto Rico, but you know, generally I'm New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. Virginia, go figure. You used to own property there and just kind of continue to to stay there. Georgia um, okay. and Florida. So yeah. And only mortgages or only mortgages currently. I can't get currently. Money. I want to buy a Ducati. Well, <laughs> you know, I know somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> Do a little and something for most you. of your that's your main business. That's my main business. It's my focus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about your significant other? Is she also in the business with you? Or my, is it- my wife, who told me I had to give her a shout out. So thanks, Nina, because see, see, honey, she just gave me the. So my wife is in healthcare administration. She's in healthcare finance, um, which she loves to do. I've tried to get her to come into the business several times, and she's like, uh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we make a good pair as well because she's stable. I'm the. I'm the risk risk tolerant person. She's risk averse, so we're we're good, you know, with, with that. So Sean asks, um, he's planning to move, but a friend of his said he should buy a, a condo instead of a house. I'm gonna let Nina answer that one first. Okay. Um. So he's planning to move, but a friend of his told him should buy a condo. I mean, I mean, it it depends on so many things. Um. Overall, condos are run by you know, they are buildings normally. You also have two-floor buildings that are condos. Um, buildings, elevators, parking, underground, neighbors. We need more information. Basically. Gym, pool, <laughs> whereas in a house, you're more private, your own. What type of person are you? Hosting, backyard, you know, your own parking, garage. Uh, a lot of, uh, it, just three different things. Well, like, if things. you're... If you're moving to a place where it's a condo in a uh, area where you have pool access and gym, <coughs> and community is similar to a house. Because some places, because I assume you're not talking New York, right, Sean? So that's why it just depends. If you're talking New York, then Nina's saying it's just you got to take into factor uh, a lot of other. Um, well, so you're talking Atlanta. Yeah, so you're talking Atlanta. So we're not agents in Atlanta. 
But um, if your friend is in Atlanta and the move there is to buy a condo because of the pricing, because of the neighborhood, then there's something to look into as opposed to buying a home. So that would be a question if you pricing have Pricing is here. definitely a trigger when it comes right. to, you know, whether it's a condo or a house. Yeah. Because also in a condo, you should, uh, you, could, you should look into the monthly maintenance charges, yes. the HOA. Sometimes they are just extremely expensive. Yeah. You know, I actually got a, co- a co-op listing today oh, okay, for 225000 Thanks. 225000 can go wrong. Right. Okay? But then how much are the maintenance? 1200 a month. Right. Then not only that, it's a co-op. So you got to go through, not only you got to get approved for your mortgage, you got to get approved to live in the building. Yeah. Right? And then it's cool when you get in, but then when you want to get out, yeah, you know, it's not yeah. an easy in or out. Um, I'm not trying to belittle co-ops or condos yeah. here, um, but just look into that. And do you do a lot of uh, co-ops and condos? I do co-op, condo, house, two to four. Um, that's it. You know, commercial, but not really. Mixed but Sean, what I, what I would also say is uh, mixed use as well. Yes. What what I would also say, Sean, is um, it, it's really a function of, of of what you want in terms of space, right? Um, because some condos are are small, some are are huge, um, depending on where you are. Uh, most of my family lives in Atlanta, so I can tell you, you can find a house for every budget, just like you can find a condo for every budget. So it really comes down to you know what what's affordable to you, and you know I'm making air quotes on affordable because that's just like a, a, such an overused term, but you just have to kind of like figure out what's what do you need in terms of space you know your your requirements and then you'll be able to answer that question for yourself as to what you should do whether it's a condo or a house okay um so that's a that's a good option a good um advice so what's your most popular like when you're like currently what's the most popular mortgages that you're getting approved for for folks most people are using you know 30-year fix Okay. First time home buyers are, you know, looking for the lowest down payment possible. So FHA with the three and a half percent down payment, which most brokers don't like because of different requirements of FHA or conventional with 5% down. But most people are looking to do as low of a down payment as possible, just as a function of the fact that like, you know, when we grew up, they said, oh, yeah, you know, you should put 20% down on your house. Yeah, that's when houses were 200,000. So 20%, 40,000. Yeah, okay. Now houses are 800,000. So 5% is that same $40,000. You know what I mean? So it, it's a function of, of your budget. But you know, at the same time, I tell people put as little as money as possible to qualify, keep the money in your pocket. Because once you get into the house, you're always going to want to change something, something may go wrong, because you now own it, you can't call the landlord, you're calling yourself, it's you. So you got to fix it, you have to, you know, make sure that you maintain the house. So if you can qualify with 5% down, then Qualify with 5% down. No need to put 10 or 15 just to try to prove a point to the bank. We don't care. We just want to approve you if, if you're approvable. Yeah. Low down payments are definitely the way most people want to go. Yes. Are there any government programs or assistance for home buyers available? There always are. All right. It all depends on where you're looking. Um, it just so happens that New York is woefully behind when it comes to down payment assistance for home buyers. There's really not much available and the programs that are available, they look great, but you know, it's kind of like a needle in a haystack because you have to make below, let's say 80% of area median income. Well, if you make below 80% of area median income, good luck trying to qualify for anything in New York. As Nina just mentioned, a co-op for 225, you see that you say, great, I can buy that. But then the maintenance is 1250. No, I can't buy that. You know what I mean? So the the down payment assistance programs in New York need to be, you know, drastically overhauled. Whereas I can go to New Jersey or Connecticut and have like four and five programs that can meet the the budget of everyone. In some cases you can finance 100%. So it all depends on where you are. So, so let's say I closed on my <clears throat> first home last week uh-huh. and I see a two family and I have the money and I want to purchase this, this two family and put down and get on my, go on to purchase my next property. How challenging is it to accomplish that? Very. I know you'll you'll see a lot of uh, gurus that will tell you, yeah, you can buy a house and then you can use FHA for the second house and just put three and a half percent down and 
all of those different things and you can try it and you may get away with it. But ladies and gentlemen, that is considered fraud. And if you are caught, they will prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law, because there's a few things in this country you can get away with, or I should say that you cannot get away with avoiding taxes and committing mortgage fraud are two that are very high up on the list and they will come after you. So you'll never hear me tell you to do that. But if you, you know, go on to IG and find something and go with it. But, but yeah, it, you, you te technically would have to put 20 to 25% down as a investor on your second home. Technically. Now let's say, um, I purchased a home in New York, but uh -huh. I want to purchase a house in Pennsylvania or property, a vacation home. How challenging is that? It all depends on your income because if you're, if it's a vacation property, meaning you're saying you're not going to rent it out at all. Or, or I'm an Airbnb. So okay. Let's just say it's a, so that is the reason why the government has changed many of the what you what you keep hearing the, the catchphrase is LLPAs, loan level price adjustments. Everyone said Fannie and Freddie made you know mortgages more expensive for first time home buyers. Well, yes and no. Well, they made it more excuse me less expensive for first time home buyers and more expensive for for people that you know have good credit that are looking to do certain homes because they know people are kind of like, you know, weaving in between the guidelines using second homes as investment properties. And one of the biggest things that are, that are being monitored is Airbnb, Airbnb your, your home. So you have to be really, really careful with that. Um, could you do it? Yes. Is it going to be challenging? Very much so. Cause the underwriter is going to ask you so many questions to basically uncover the fact that it is a second home. And then you're going to have to qualify without using any potential rental income for the second one. Do you think it's like the hotels? shutting down. <laughs> um, no, I think it's the banks. I think it's the banks, um, the banking industry because of the hotels. I mean, people are still, if you, if you're used to a hotel, you're going to go to a hotel. You know what I mean? I don't think hotels are losing any business with Airbnb. I, I think that what's happening is the default rates on um, second homes have increased so much because you know, people will just walk away and say, you know, forget about it. And and a lot of people are circumventing the system. So that's the reason why there's such a crackdown. I don't think it really is the hotel industry that's kicking up a fuss. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, also asked if um, that we should get another home to conduct an Airbnb. I don't think you should purchase a home for that, um, that reason. Purpose, right. No, not at all. No, because... Rumor has it that um, starting December, they're going to call this out. No more Airbnb. I don't know how true it is. People talk about it. People are afraid of it. People do it. They don't want it. So it looks like it will happen since they're talking about it so much. So, no, Mr. Sean, do not purchase a house in the focus of an Airbnb. <laughs> don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Yes. Um, not a good idea. They're, they're coming off of um, everyone, which is not a good thing to do. Um, but do you host any Airbnbs apparently in the, outside of New York? Do you hold any? Homes? I don't. No. no. Okay. Too okay. risky for me. Yeah. Yeah. Also, far yeah, both should be places of business. Right. But um, yeah. Um, but overall, you know, your day-to-day uh, -day business. Um, do you feel like homeowners come to you mainly for um, home purchases for their own or for investments? How do you feel the majority of loans are? I'm going to say still the, <clears throat> the majority of people that come to me are looking to occupy the home, you know, purchase their first homes that that's like about 70% of my business. First time home buyers, people that are looking to purchase, um, they're tired of paying rent. Um, that's one of the good things that's on IG. You see a lot of people that, you know, fire your landlord or, you know, why pay someone else's mortgage? It's true. You know, I, I encourage home ownership for everyone. You know, I've hear, I hear people say, you know, there's so many downsides to home ownership, maybe two, <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's about 15 to, to renting. So, you know, when you weigh the pros and cons, there's way more pros to ownership than cons. Um, and I would say the, the rest of it is, you know, I do get a lot of investors. People are looking to purchase, you know, investment properties um, out of state. A lot of people are looking for multifamilies out of state because they're so rare. Um, and because the taxes are, are much lower in most locales outside of the New York City metro area. So I get a lot of that as well. And, and, and finally, a lot of people that are forced to relocate um, that, are, that are leaving. COVID changed the fundamentals of real estate around the country. Whereas, you know, I, I had an attorney come to me and say, well, I'm purchasing a house in Idaho. 
what's in Idaho, right? <laughs> and he showed a picture of it. Oh, okay, that's why you're going to Idaho, you know? And he left uh, and because he could work remote. He flew into the city once a month. And, you know, he had a, a 5,000 square foot house that he paid 400,000 for in Idaho. Oh, wow. Okay, and it was beautiful too, but sure. I couldn't do that. A lot of people can't do that, but that changed the fundamentals. So whereas, you know, someone would sell their house here and go to South Carolina and pay 250, now that same area is 650. So there's no real incentive to do that. So until those things change, meaning until people are forced to go back to the office, I think we're we're in for a long a long haul. Now, do you ever get calls from outside the country for someone that wants to purchase? I've done. I've I've had a few of those. Um, typically, I refer them to speak to whatever bank is in the locale that that they're in. Um, that's usually like a, a dog whistle for fraud. You know what I mean? So yeah. I kind of yeah. stay as yeah. far away from it as possible. Where it's legitimate, where someone refers you know me to someone who's out of the country. Yes, we will communicate, but. At some point, you know, we have to have like, whether it's a Zoom or something like that, I have to have some way I can verify your identity, you know, before we go too far down the road. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that just purchased a condo in Dubai. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what happened. And I think um, Alex Rodriguez owns like quite a few condos in Dubai. Alex Rodriguez owns a lot, <laughs> a lot of real estate around this country. I think in Puerto Rico. I think in Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which is very hot as well. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah. The market? The market is very hot in Puerto Rico. Really? Absolutely. Very hot. So I know a few a people. I have not, but my company does. Like, we do offer mortgages in Puerto Rico. So I ask, like, you know, is that a big thing? Oh, huge. So, yeah, it, it it's very hot right now. Do you ever travel for business? Um, occasionally, you know, occasionally around the, around the country, not too far. Um, the biggest place that I go is Connecticut. I do a lot of business in Connecticut. So, you know, I have to go out, shake hands, kiss babies and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, for Jersey, marketing or for work? For, for, for both, actually, for both yeah, to, to, to promote and to, um, you know, establish partnerships, things of that nature. So, yeah. So what's the most exciting accomplishment you've achieved in your business? The number of people I've helped buy a house, you know, um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, like the real estate process is very grueling, you know, like everyone's like, are we clear to close? Are we clear to close? Are we clear to close? <laughs> is this going to go? Is it going to go? And they're like frustrated, Probably frustrated. <laughs> and the agents too, right? But yeah. as soon as everyone gets to the closing table, the first thing they say is thank you. Right? Yeah. I get so many thank yous. And that is what keeps me going. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love money, but when you get to a certain point in your career, it's not really about the money. It's about, you know, just seeing the satisfaction of others. And I've just been blessed to be in a career where, yes, I'm, I'm paid handsomely, but at the same time, handsomely. I become a, I, I become paid a handsomely, you said. handsomely, right? right? But, but, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a nice way to, you know, kind of hide your income, but yeah. So, but at the same time, I've been invited to, to their family events, barbecues, birthday parties, weddings, you know what I mean? So, it's it's a it's been a very very rewarding you know experience being a loan officer. Um, I love what I do. I wake up every morning. It doesn't feel like work. So I, I I'm never in a bad mood. I'm always grateful for what I do. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So when you do you remember your first closing? My first closing was a mess because I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing. It was, I mean, like everything that they asked for was like, what's okay? You know, I'll be right back. You know, I'm asking. What's the, because at that time it was a good faith estimate and the HUD one, like, where's the, what's the HUD one here? Like, oh, okay, yeah, we have everything, you know what I mean? So um, they didn't say thank you too much, <laughs> but <laughs> after a while it became um, very routine and, and everyone was happy because I'm the type of person that whatever I do, I'm going to master it, you know, and I'm not going to stop until I do. And then even when I do, I'm going to try to take it, you know, further and, 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 and create something new or create new processes or new programs or whatever I can do. So um but yeah the first one was was not a good one not at all do you have um processors under you working we or do we have processors that are assigned just to us um the industry you has them like yeah yeah okay, yeah yeah, okay. yeah the, the industry has changed a bit where you know we're consolidating teams or consolidating operation staff to cut expenses um to get through this you know whereas three years ago i mean we'd have like you know 25 people now we're down to like 10 where oh, you know wow. yeah so um but volume 
dictates really that we should have seven, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, you feel bad because you, again, same with, with homeowners, your, you know, employees become part of your family. So, and you know, their stories and you don't want to let people go and you try to like, you know, hold on as, as much as possible. But like, for example, we merged with another company. We didn't have a choice. It was just like, well, you're going to get rid of these folks, and, you know, but, but again, um, Yes, we try to have as much control as possible because that's how you can move things through the system really quickly. And then when I tell somebody what we're going to do for them, I'm being truthful because I know I control, you know, like 90% of the process. Do you feel like you changed quantity for quality? I most definitely changed quantity for quality. Um, Well, well, no, quality for quantity, in other words, because we're going to underwrite everything up front. We're going to make sure that the deal is going to go through. I don't just work with everyone. Um, I will stage people. In other words, like we'll sit down and do an assessment and figure out like, is homeownership for you now? Or maybe homeownership is for you in three to six months. If you correct, you know, A, B, C, D, like, I don't just take a deal. Okay, great. And then just throw it in and say, let's make sure. No, that because, right. And, And the reason why it's a, it's a professional courtesy to your coworkers, because like I just said, if we went from 20 to 10 staff members, and now those 10 people now have more work. So if you're throwing, like, for lack of a better term, if you're throwing trash in, right, and they've got to take two hours to go through that file, you just clogged it up for the 10 good deals yeah. behind it that could have gotten done. Whereas now Nina's calling and saying, I'll be clear to close it. Yeah, the underwriter is going to get to it because the underwriter is sitting there like, cursing <laughs> profusely <laughs> because they go through a loan it's like who gave me this like who put this here you know so so right right they remove us from the chain of email exactly right exactly and so so you try to like you know do the right thing and and it's very important like who you work with let's put it that way but before we continue on yeah. we're going to take a short break cool we'll be right, right back Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Even Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> get to it. Okay. Absolutely. Very interesting uh, individual over here sitting with us today. Um, That's right. We're sitting with Sean. Yes, we are. Uh, Sean, where are you most of the time of day? Meaning business hours, business weeks. Where are you located? Business hours. I'm in my office in Uniondale, which is right next to Hofstra University and next to Nassau Coliseum and right next to Roosevelt Field Mall, which I try to stay away from as much as possible. Did you come by a helicopter today? (laughs) (laughs) I should have with all of the traffic that I had to to get through to get here. I heard there is a service. It's terrible right now. But there is a service of a helicopter. Really? I'm going, let's say, on on Sunday, I'm going to be in... uh, Staten Island, and I need to be by. Say that again. Say that again. 
<laughs> Forget the place. Did you catch that she knows that there's a helicopter service around New York City, but I'm the one paid handsomely, right? No. <laughs> Don't sleep. Helicopter service. Got it. <laughs> Got it. The only reason I know about that service is because we went with a few girls to some uh, events over by St. Martin. St. Martin. No, no, I think twice as far as they name places. And then when we landed, you know how they say they watch your moves when it comes to iPhone sensors, mm -hmm. whatever. As soon as we landed, we got a notification. Um, catch a right now with a helicopter, blah, 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 mm -hmm. for $195. Okay, maybe I should know because I paid more than enough for, a, for an Uber. So, yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. JFK to the city. Right, that's so great. I said, to the city. Okay, Let's I, do it. I'm gonna do Staten Island to Staten Island to the Five Towns. Got it. When it's an hour and a half at least, given there's no traffic, so I would totally catch a ride. So there is a service like that. I will most certainly do that. I mean, are you kidding to avoid that traffic? It's just yeah. scary yeah. to get up there. What is? Yeah, well, I'm going to Vegas in a couple of months. So I might just fly out of um, Jersey. Right. Have a jet. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I keep saying I'm gonna get a jet card, but every time I get on a on a commercial airline, I'm like, you know what? I'm just. Gonna but you do know here. there's yeah. a membership mm -hmm. for twenty or twenty five thousand mm -hmm. dollars a year, mm -hmm. and every flight you pay between seven to nine hundred dollars. Right. That's for the fuel. Right. Wow. And you just pay a couple of bucks right. extra for whatever the staff and whatever, mm -hmm. and it's not a big deal. Right. But I would never do it. I don't know. I'm scared to really? get on a private jet. I'll do it all day long. <laughs> Are you I don't know. To, get, to, to all avoid all of that, I, I hear a lot of incidents. To avoid all those cancellations, no way I'll do like it. Yeah. Very I mean, sad, but scary. I don't know. Yeah, I hope my I hope my wife's not watching. Yeah, it's twenty five. <laughs> that's it. Let's do it. Yeah, do let's it, do right? it now. As you yeah. wake up, like, I feel like going to Paris today. Right. <laughs> no. no, she won't say. She'll say, "I'm out. See you later. I'm going to Paris." It's oh, not she, I feel like it. Yeah. Right from Paris. Paris. Sorry, you were asleep. No, I think that you shouldn't be that extremist. You know, appreciate what you have, only use it when you need. But you know, the service is cool. If you have, mm -hmm. if you have business in different, you know, you. Right. If you do business in a lot of different states, you should be using it. But again, I'm not one that would. But again, who am I to say so? I'm right. not there yet to decide. But um, for now, I like my business close to me, so I only do business in New York. But cool. um. Cool. Uh, yeah, private jets and helicopters. Cool. And we were there for a few, so I'm looking for that right now, too. Definitely will. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're looking to purchase a home, definitely reach out to Sean. So that's my funny. wife Yes. saying we will talk at home because she's watching. So ah! she's <laughs> this is great. This is amazing. <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah. Wow. Do so. If you need me, you can text me, of course. I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> if she didn't spend your money before, she's spending yeah, your she'll money spend now. It now. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, but it's fun to have a wife that's like that with you on the same page, rather than one that would say, "Oh, why do we need that? You don't need to spend money on that." Right. She's a partner. She's not against. She's with you. Absolutely, we're terrible together. Yeah. With kids, <laughs> you'll spend money like it's nothing. Right? Yeah. And you, ha how many kids you got? Four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same like me. Nope. Okay. Same oh, look at that. Send me your number, Nina. Uh huh. Ah. <laughs> no. Very easy. Just <laughs> punch it in Google right. and you get right at it. Right. Together with all my life. Well, just to be clear, we're a blended family. So I'm four. She's three. Two adult children, and then oh, we've wow. got now three so grandchildren. Good. A fourth on the way. So so wow. yeah, we're we're the Brady's, we're the modern Brady's, but um we make it work. It's good too. It's a lot of fun. You know? I, it's I a know. lot of fun. Hello, I didn't know that. There's never a dull moment in my house. I tell you that never one. Wow, yeah. so much fun. Yeah, we 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 need to do a reality TV show, but but we're afraid to. But we could and have tons of content. I kid you not. I know yeah. you got the camera right. You got a cameraman here filming Absolutely. this now, so Absolutely. I'm pretty sure when we're done, we're going to see some tape. We will. <laughs> we will. For sure. But it's yeah. not easy. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. uh, people get there and they do it and um, they, they use it. I don't know. I'm just, I also had the chance to do it, but you, know, you have to put a lot of thought into it mm -hmm. and to putting yourself out there, really putting yourself mm -hmm. out there. Um, 
So you, so I would say you would, you've done like over a thousand mortgages. Oh yeah, easily. Like over, easily. Are, was it easier working with somebody else as opposed to when you bought your house? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the industry, in the business, right? And gave my mortgage loan officer, who I've known for years, gave him just as many problems, if not more, than than everyone gives me. It, it's I because you're nervous. You you know what's going to happen, and you're still nervous. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I would say I was probably worse now, on this side and on the buyer side than when I'm the professional. In the, in the now, group. were you? Or, or or was it with you with your wife together? It was together? it was both of us together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you were in agreement on the on the total agreement on lockstep for every everything, decision, every choice, everything. Yeah, wow. yeah. I love that. I'm lucky. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Just to bring it to the topic too, you know, kid from Bed Stuy. Like, my family's always been about home ownership. My mom just actually sold her house in Bed Stuy um, oh, not too long ago. Thank you. Yeah. That one that you grew up in. The one that I grew up in that oh, she grew wow. up in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. We had it in the family for seventy years. No mortgage on it, right? No mortgage. Seventy. Seven zero. Yeah. Seventy years. Um, it just became. We had some challenges, and it was easier for my mom to be closer to to where I was, and and so it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, generational wealth doesn't have to live in the house it can live in the bank we're cool with that you know what i mean so so there'll, there'll be money passed you, you know, see your kids coming after you looking after what you do and want to do what you guys do or what you specifically do no my son is right now studying mechanical engineering with a japanese minor he'll it, he'll toss the tassel and he'll probably be in tokyo the week after because that's that's his thing my daughter wants to be a, a biomedical engineer or a doctor, so Whoa, she wants wow. to go into the medical field. And nice. my and my my ten year old, he he wants to be a, a chef. Like he he tries to cook. I have to throw him out the kitchen because he's you know like just I'm like you're too young. You you can. They cook also here. like to do all these things. Um, right. What do you call it? Um, they're testing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in some classes, you know, so he can because he wants to be a chef in Paris. That's his thing. Whoa. And, okay. Yeah. And then my youngest, he just wants every girl to like him. Like every morning, Dad, how do I look? Who cares? Oh, how, do I, yeah. how do I look, Dad? <laughs> really? I'm so, so, so that generation yeah. scares me. That yeah. generation scares That's me. Awesome. Yeah. 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 My wife calls him Rico Suave because he's ah. smooth and okay. whatever. But I wonder where he gets that. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you guys are in Brooklyn doing real estate and and there's never a dull moment, as no. I'm sure you, you you can attest to. So, so you have some stories for us, tales from Brooklyn? I, so what I'll say is this. We talked about it earlier in terms of, of price. Buy. Like, don't worry about the price. Don't worry about the interest rate. Just buy. Like, don't treat real estate like it's, you know, on Amazon or I said someone's company, but don't don't treat it like you're buying a TV. It's it's completely different. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a depreciable asset that's going to retain its value. So right there, you know, it, most depreciate depreciable assets lose value, not gain value. Right. Yeah. So so number one, you that's why you can't compare it to like car shopping or shopping for an appliance. It, it's different. And sometimes you have to foresee what a neighborhood is going to become before it is that in order to, to actualize, you know, profit, right? So right. the the word that I hate, 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 hate is gentrification. Oh, it's gentrified. It's like, no, it's renewed, right? Mm. And if you owned, you wouldn't call it gentrification, you would call it profit, right? So, right. so you have to, you know, have some foresight. So I, this is like 2005, 2006 is a young lady who was we're still in touch to this day. And I'll tell you why in a minute. She was looking in Clinton Hill and she just kept getting outbid like she could not get a house in Clinton Hill. And this is when, you know, a three family on Waverly Avenue was 800,000, which, you know, try that now. But she was just getting outbid. And I said to her, why don't you look in Bed-Stuy? I grew up in Bed-Stuy. I'm not living there. Like, well, why wouldn't you? You know, like you grew up there. And so she started looking around and she found a house and ended up buying a house on Hancock between Troop and Tompkins. And I'm going to give a little gem, a little trick here, right? We know you're not from Brooklyn if you call Troop Avenue, Throop Avenue, right? So as soon as you say 
Throop Avenue, every Brooklynite knows you're not from Brooklyn. Okay, so just keep that in mind, right? And so, so she she listened. She went into contract. She bought the house for four hundred ninety-five thousand. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. She did an 100 percent financing. Okay. okay. Um, that house is now worth minimum 2.3 because i did a refinance on it right and when the appraisal came back and she saw that so in 15 years she picked up almost two million dollars in equity the minute she sells that house she'll never have to worry about another bill right and so some people did the same thing with with east new york brownsville they went into east new york brownsville when nobody wanted to go there South Jamaica. I remember when nobody, you know, now we said Brooklyn, but I remember when nobody, like they found dead bodies in South Jamaica. Try to get a house over there now. I, I dare you, right? So Bushwick. Bushwick. Oh, I look, I grew up in Bed-Stuy, Lafayette Avenue. And, and it was like, there was like an electronic whistle when you hit Bushwick Avenue. We didn't cross it. Like we just, we just didn't, you know what I mean? Like, because if you did, you were getting into a fight that just, that was it, right? And so now do or die became do or dying. Bed-Stuy has some of the best restaurants in the world. You know what I mean? Some of the, the best chefs I like live. That. Do or dying. Yeah, I mean, I, I stole it from a restaurant on Nostrand Avenue, like a Bedford Avenue. I'm sorry. They had a big sign to do or dying. I said, this is what it's become. Like, okay, I mean, whatever. But but again, you have to have some foresight, you know, whereas don't look at what it is, number one. It buy according to your budget, but buy. You know what I mean? Like, don't overextend yourself, but don't underextend yourself either by renting and saying, well, you know, I can afford. No, you can't because you're never going to get that money back. Like I give people a chart based on their current rent with a 3% increase every other year, not even every year, every other year. Right. At the end of 10 years, if I show you how much money you've spent in rent, you, you, you would pass out. You know what I mean? Like, because you don't think about it because you just write a check on autopilot and, you know, send it out. But but you have to invest in yourself and the, and the quickest way to do so is by owning property, right? And so don't look at the interest rate or, or the market or everything ran up. It's just just buy don't, and, and deal with it later. Because I, I guarantee you, whenever you purchase property, you're always gonna feel like you overpaid until yeah. five years later. Yeah. <laughs> then you're gonna be like, oh, I got such a great deal. So just go, don't worry about it. You know, so that's just, the example just get in. you give the 10 years, you calculate your mm-hmm. 10 year um, payment of rent, Yep. what you would pay in 10 years, mm-hmm. and then how much would come off of your mortgage yep. if you were to, to pay your mortgage mm-hmm. in that 10 year period, mm-hmm. now, given, of course, your taxes, your um, right. insurance, your right. rates, and blah, 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 and see right. what comes off of their principal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. interest, Right. and then how much they would save given towards their principal. Yep. Right? Yep. And, and how quickly um, you pay it off, right? And how much money just flew out of your account for mm-hmm. a rental, right. right? Right. I'm trying to educate people and you know make them understand that right. uh, a rental is a waste of money, mm-hmm. and a lot of people just don't get that there is it. help. Right. There are all these programs right. that help you, and I did not even know that a um, a post office postal office gives you. The offer of 100% uh, finance. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. didn't. Again, there's so many programs that exist. You know what I mean? If if you look into them, you know what I mean? Like if you if you research. So if, if your first thing is just make the decision. And as Nina said, you'll find programs. They're, they're there. Tell me, do you do HELOCs? Um, I don't. We offer them. But, you know, in, in fairness, like I'm, I'm very transparent, right? And I always want to give people the best deal. I'll send them to their local credit union or their or their local bank to do a HELOC because what what we're gonna charge them to do a HELOC in good conscience, I can like you can go to this credit union and get a great introductory rate and save some money. You know, when so doing that's that. that's my next question. What separates you from other lenders? Um, transparency, experience. I've been doing this so long, you know. Like, one of the benefits of getting older is you can say that, like, I've been doing this a long time. I can really, you know, walk you through it and, and kind of like break it down for people. So I, I, I keep people calm through the process, you know, by just explaining what's going to happen, what's next, you know, um, heading off problems before they are a problem. Okay. Now, if you don't listen to me and you go buy a car in the middle of the process or, or go finance, you know, all the furniture at 
you know, whatever furniture store and say you put it in storage because you just wanted to have it. Like, if you don't, if you don't listen, then yeah, I, there's nothing I can do for you. you. Right. Listen, they do. Your credit yes. goes up. They do. And the yeah. mails get flooded with offers. Yeah. They almost come to your doorstep and tell you. Say here. Right. Yeah. I put it's people in bubble wrap. Like, don't do anything. Just <laughs> once you sign a, a mortgage application is, is like your class picture. Right. So the best, the better you look all throughout the, the, the school day until you take the picture, you know, we want you to look perfect. Wow. Okay. Wow. After you take the picture, you can go out on recess and I don't care what you, but until you take the picture, what, you know, like when your parents got you know, all the nice clothes and, yeah. you know, did your hair like, like, so it's we like want to keep out it. with your girl. Right. Before you eat, you right. Take a photo for right. 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 Yeah. Do your, I, same thing. IG photos, do them early. Don't do them late. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you sweat it out, everything and yeah, yeah. So, so what we try to do is to, is to make sure that you, you're in the same shape that you, when you took the picture Now after the picture is done, whatever, you know what Roll I mean? Up. And, and mm -hmm. the mortgage process, even though it's very automated, it's not, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, there's a person on the other end, right? So I'm transparent, right? So you be transparent. Tell me everything, you know, like, because yeah. I can get you approved with 50 million problems as long as we have an explanation form and we tell the underwriter up front, okay? Once they find something that you didn't disclose, now they're going to dig through like, you know, crazy. I, I probably shouldn't say this, but, but I've had files that, you know, I've told about 30 of the problems and I know they didn't research all of them because they just said, hey, Sean, this, this is fine. Okay, everything's here. Okay, great. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so people have gotten declined for the reasons that I've gotten people approved just by saying it up front. You know what I mean? So um, just the, the, the home buying process is really not that complicated if you follow directions and but if you work with somebody that can give directions. You're saying keeping it up front. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many closings? we come to where buyers mm. are so exhausted and disappointed by the last minute changes mm -hmm. and closing costs mm -hmm. that were arising mm -hmm. by literally by surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of people in this industry that shouldn't be, you know, um, and they make it hard for, for real professionals, real mortgage professionals. So <clears throat> a lot of people get in like, it's like locust, right? So, you know, when, when, selling penny stocks was hot everybody did that and then yeah. when that fell apart okay let's go on a mortgage and then when that fell apart then it's you know let's sell digital currency you know what i mean like so they just kind of like go around so they're not really invested in the actual you know profession it's just let me make a quick buck and move on and so a lot of times what will happen is people will not disclose fees. They'll do bait and switch. They'll, so you know, they'll do yeah. all of those different things to get you to the table because then it's like, well, they're going to close. What are they going to do? You know what I mean? And so then the next time when someone comes to the table with me and then it's like, you're going to show me, I need to know, you know, show me everything. And then it's like five, six, seven times. And it's like, you've been burned, haven't you? And they'll cry, you know. What I mean, they'll tell me the whole story, and 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 you know. So then I become more than a loan officer. I'm like a psychologist, but but it's sad to see like some of the things that happen in this industry, and with everything changing, yeah, with everything changing, you're gonna see you're gonna see the quality of your mortgage professional improving because the bad ones are gonna leave because there's not that much you know business to go around. So they'll be out the way, and then things will get better. What do you think about technology in terms of where we are today compared to where you first started? I love technology. I just think we sometimes overuse it. You know what I mean? Because nothing, again, replaces the human experience, right? Um, I, I use chat GPT just for fun, just to like freak people out, like, and just kind of like punch things in and, and, and it'll give you a whole biography on your life. Like, and, it, and, and it's really accurate, you know what I mean? So there's so much information out there. And I think we're going to get to the point where it's going to be so commonplace that no one's going to use it. Yeah. It's a, it's an AI system. I'll, I'll give you that information. If you, okay. if you start with that, you'll, you'll, it'll blow your mind. Really? I, what, I had, it software it's software. Yeah. It's software. Like kids are using it in school. Cause you could just say, you know, write an essay on, you know, I world know. economics and it'll it like it'll give you an essay in 30 seconds like just 
you know, oh man where yeah, was it yeah. when i was in, in school right exactly right but now professors are, are on to that and, and me opening my big mouth the ones that weren't on to it are now on to it so sorry i know sorry. you have a son in college yeah, yeah. yeah. wow that oh he cracks up oh, he cracks up over it because you know he, he's like the professors will come in and point people out like you and you and you you all had the same essay you know what i mean because oh, they all okay, use chat okay. gpt so, so, so he gets a kick out of it but um give us a good example now seriously um someone comes to purchase a home for mm -hmm, themselves mm -hmm. uses their fha okay starts making the payments uh -huh. tomorrow he finds a good investment property mm -hmm. uh two months thereafter he finds another one okay how does it work what is he allowed or not allowed to do if he decides to go ahead and invest he is allowed to purchase both of those properties and put mortgages on them as long as he declares them as an investment property, right? If, so as long as he or she has the 20 to 25% down payment, um, what we're going to look at on those properties are the rent roll, same as commercial. We're going to look at how much each of those units would bring, right? Sorry to cut you off. Sure. Tentative rent roll or existing? Tentative. Yeah, tentative. Because again, once you're taking over the property, if, and you put in the contract is delivered vacant, then the existing leases don't matter. You know what I mean? Because Will you do it even if it's occupied? We'll do it if it's occupied. Okay, yeah, go on. We'll do it if it's occupied. Um, so 20 to 25 down payment. Correct. Um, what about his income? Doesn't he have to show income that would eventually cover it in case of an emergency? Yes and no, depending on the program, depending on the person's credit, um, depending on their assets. Like you can show assets. It doesn't have to be liquid. It could be an investment. It could be a 401k pension, whatever. As long as you have access to it in case of an emergency, you can use that to cover what's called reserves that in case, you know, things happen. For how long? Um, depends on the program. Most want at least six months. Some will require 12. Some will go down to three. The, but majority you know, is six. The, the rule of thumb is six, general rule of thumb per property, right? Okay. So you can purchase, you know, investment properties um, with that rule of thumb. Now, some people will say, well, I'm going to leave this one and I'm going to move to that one. Right. So this now becomes an investment property and this becomes primary. And as long as it makes sense to the underwriter, yeah, you can do it. You have okay. to show that it's for sale, your initial one? You may, depending on depending on your credit score, depending on how long you've owned the first one. Like if you just owned it a year, and now you're saying you're going to move to this one. They may say, well, we want to see the lease agreement and we want to see tenants, you know, like payments to show that you're going to, you know, lease it out. If you've owned it 10 years and then you're moving to another one. Ah, you know, so you don't necessarily have to show that your initial home is for sale. No. Got it. No. You see how everybody's different? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we That's actually have a program. <laughs> we actually have a program where we'll we'll purchase your, the house you're going to buy cash. And then you could sell the other one after the fact and then move in. And then once you sell that one, now the new one mortgage kicks in. Did you hear that they are now extending the seasoning? Mm -hmm. Tell mm -hmm. me about that. What the hell is going on? Well, again, you know, people are moving things around so rapidly. So <laughs> underwriters, the more information you give, the mm -hmm. easier it is to catch you. Right. Yeah. So if you have to season for two months, yeah, you could say to somebody, look, just give me the money and give it back to you. But if right. it's three or four months, Nobody's going to want to give you money to sit for four months. You know what I mean? Or if I have to go back four months in your bank statements, I can come up with a really good history, you know, like a, a pattern of your deposits and I can make an assessment from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't like that though. I the more paperwork, the more paperwork, the worse, yeah. you know, so. we can ask questions. I can go until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. No. Um, so like, what if you have the money seasoned, mm -hmm. you think you're going to buy a home, you take it out to put it on the down payment. Mm-hmm. You get outbid, and so you put you it back. And you put it back. That's fine. You don't have to reseason it because you're showing that it came out. As long as you put the same amount back in, or you know, pretty reasonably close to the same amount, then you're fine. It wasn't like that ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was. You just terrible. No, I, I it was a terrible loan officer. Like yeah. No, I had, I had everything changed. Even no, from a year ago. I was working with my mother. She was buying a home. Mm -hmm. She had a gift. Mm -hmm. In her account, mm -hmm. she put down the money for the house, took mm -hmm. it out, right? But didn't get the first house, right? She put it back, mm -hmm. found a second home, mm -hmm. won the bid on that, mm -hmm. but then they Excuse went. Me? They went after the seat. They said the money wasn't seasoned, or yeah. it was just yeah. 
terrible loan officer. All you he had, had a hustling all, mother. Yeah, all yeah. he had to show was the, was a copy of the down payment and a copy of it being returned, and that's it. Mm. Yeah. Does she want to buy something now? <laughs> no. I, I, Nina said, "Bring her in." <laughs> I, I just think hey. I just, we got a banker over here. I just Absolutely. think it's different rules for people sometimes. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know if it was, oh. you know. Yeah. You do reverse mortgages? I don't. Do you do investment loans? I do. Do you do hard money loans? I don't. But I know I know someone I know who knows you, someone. I know. I yeah. Know. <laughs> you can't be in this business. All right. You, you got you have money to have lenders. connections. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Problem with hard money lenders like last, most of them are selling somebody else's product, right? They're not really the lender, right? So oh, right. you gotta have a fee on top of a fee on top of a fee. So there's like a lot of like layering that goes on and so by the time the person actually gets the money they're paying like five and ten points higher than what than what they really need to pay but you know if i know someone it's somebody who's directly lending money you know what i mean not like a company because that's they're just private labeling somebody else's money and that's this business overall a Mm -hmm. lot of times people think they're talking to the man but they're not but they're not right (laughs) It's well, like, we got the man. It's like cloak and dagger. Call yes. me, call me. Call we need me. to share his information. Yes. So we're how can, have how that. can how can folks reach you? You can reach me by going to the CarsonMortgageTeam.com. Easy. Easy. My phone Easy. number, all contact information is there. So the CarsonMortgageTeam.com. Now we'll always get back to you. And ladies okay. and gentlemen, that is our show for this evening. Oh, it's over. It was Thank so much you fun. for coming, Sean. Thanks for having me. So much fun. Absolutely, I did. Just like that. Yeah, yeah we got to do this again. Fun. We are going to do this. Again. Cool. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. God bless and good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Later.